Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the herd. Nick Wright in for Colin Cowherd. To be fair to Colin, it's not a scheduled day off. He wanted to be here desperately. However, the weather and travel and everything has thrown a lot of schedules askew. So I'll be here with you for the next couple hours. Then I'll be right here as well doing first things first. You guys should check that out at 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk a little LeBron at some point this hour. Our friend Mark Schlereth is going to join us. Perfect time for Stink to join us. He's a Denver native, won a cup two of his three Super Bowls with the Broncos, and the Broncos just fired their coach. So we'll get to all of that and why I think Cowboys fans this morning should be more optimistic than they've been in maybe a quarter century, certainly since Dak's rookie season. We'll do all of that uh, in about 10 minutes. But first, I want to talk about the Packers-Dolphins game. And actually, I think that, and we can discuss it uh, later, J-Mac. And J-Mac's here with us as well. I should introduce him. My apologies, J-Mac. J-Mac, I think you're going to hate part of this segment and love another part of it. Well, is it I think about the Jets part of this you're going to – Because, you know, we no, should spend not, more time no, on Mike White getting sh- the starting nod back. Listen, the should. Jets have the longest playoff drought currently in the NFL. The Herd audience has come to yeah. love the Jets since I joined the show that's All the true. Jets uh, segments, are, apparently the ratings skyrocket because it's the New they York do. football Jets. So uh, no, I, just, I hope point. we're able to crowbar Mike White into this. One of the toughest quarterbacks okay. we've seen, Nick. Uh, listen, he is tough, man. He stayed in that game, got, he was getting his ass kicked and his ribs broken, and he was fighting to stay in it. Yeah. But we're not talking about the Jets. My apologies. We're going to talk about the Packers-Dolphins. So here's the thing. I think Packers fans should not be happy this morning or afternoon on the East Coast. Oh, but Nick, they're alive. All they have to do is get their two best wins of the season consecutively, or I guess three best wins of the season consecutively, and have either Washington lose or some other things happen with the Giants, and they're in the playoffs. Great. First of all, it's not going to happen. I've never seen a collective media and fan base more convinced that something, just because something has moved up from 5% to 30%, does not mean we should treat 30%, which is what the Packers' playoff chances are. 538 has them at 26%. Football Outsiders has them at 36%. So let's just split the difference and call it about 30%. Just because something was a 1-in-20 shot, 
and now is a little worse than a one in three shot does not mean we should treat the one in three shot like it's likely. It's not likely. But even if it were to come to pass that this team were to sneak in the playoffs just so the Niners can kick their teeth in, even if that happens, and the reason I say the Niners is if they were to win, if for the Packers to get in, they've got to beat Minnesota, which then the Niners move up to the two line, and the Niners have annihilated the Packers in the playoffs with good Packers teams, mediocre Packers teams. That's not the team they want to play, and that's the team they would be playing if you're Green Bay, if you were to get in. The question I would have is, Green Bay, are you still trying to be in the Super Bowl business with Aaron Rodgers? Because if you are, this last few weeks has been a wasted opportunity to play Jordan Love. Nick, explain that. Okay, thanks. I will. You're drawing dead to win the Super Bowl this year. You're still, even though everything is broken just right for you, an underdog to make the playoffs, a significant underdog to make the playoffs, right? Even if you win your next two games, you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs, and you're not going to win your next two games. Set that aside. So why would they play love? Well, they've got a fifth-year option to decide on. Oh, but Nick, they've already decided. They're picking it up. They're going to pick up the $20 million-plus fifth-year option for Jordan Love. Okay, great. That won't help you while Rodgers is there. Agreed? Rodgers is going to be the guy playing quarterback. Do you not recognize that the opportunity you had when you lost 7 of 8 and your season was dead to play the young quarterback who it's a weird spot what the Packers are trying to convince us, which is... If we played Jordan Love, we'd be giving up on the season, but he's our future franchise quarterback, and we believe in it enough to have picked up the fifth-year option. It's so weird, but okay. If you played him the last few weeks and the next few weeks, give him a little mini-season. First of all, if he's truly awful, then you say, okay, we're not picking up that option. But if he's good, you at the very least can have an honest conversation with yourself this offseason of how close are we next year with Rodgers? Do we want to quietly shop Aaron or do we want to loudly shop Jordan so Aaron can get some reinforcements so next year we can actually contend? All of the only silver lining to the terrible season was it was going to give you a month to watch Jordan Love play, and you you decided not to do it. Why? So you can get your hopes up because you got on a little mini winning streak against the Bears, who would have the second pick of the draft right now, the Rams, who would have a top five pick, and Miami, which melt. You didn't play great against Miami. They melted down, and more on Tua in a moment. It's just foolishness. And, and here's the last thing I'll say on this. People are like, oh, but if the Packers get in, no one will want to play them. Why? What's the rationale for that? Oh, they have Aaron Rodgers. Well, they have a guy named Aaron Rodgers, but he's not playing like Aaron Rodgers. You know how many games this year Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 300 yards? It's zero. What about 275 yards? Still zero. What about 260 yards? Games with 260 yards passing. Yeah, that'd still be zero. Can we throw up the blind reveal? And you tell me which of these quarterbacks has been better. To me, it's pretty clearly the guy on the right. He's got 800 more yards, three more touchdowns, the same number of picks, and a slightly higher rating. Show me those two quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers this year hadn't been Aaron Rodgers. He's been a poor man's Kirk Cousins. And ain't nobody scared of Kirk Cousins. Oh, if he gets hot. Y'all are hanging on to the idea that Rodgers, who, by the way, when he was winning league MVPs the last few years, was not a great playoff quarterback. That this year, when he has been, he couldn't crack the NFC Pro Bowl roster of Jalen, Geno, and Kirk. Those are your NFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks that he all of a sudden is scary. No, he's not. Speaking of quarterbacks that aren't scary, well, you know what? That's unfair. Tua is scary right now, but he's scary for Dolphins fans. Guys, 
There need to be some apologies. And they need to go to Jason McIntyre, to Colin Cowherd, and to Nick Wright. And they need to come from other media members that demanded we give apologies to Tua. Because we weren't hypnotized by a one comeback against Baltimore and an odd, odd game against Buffalo earlier in the year and hitting wide open receivers. Because the sky has fallen for Tua and it is a reminder that when a team bails on their own blue chip prospect or attempts to, there's usually a reason. The Miami Dolphins had a trade worked out for Deshaun Watson if he could settle his court cases. It was gross. It felt seedy. But they were so done with Tua, they were going to bring on the worst PR quarterback in the league, bring him into their building because they were done with Tua. Then when that didn't work out, they engaged in a multi-week, if not month, tampering pursuit of a 44, soon-to-be 45-year-old quarterback. And then when that didn't work out, they were like, all right, I guess we're going to have to stick with the guy. What if we pay 125 cents on the dollar for Tyree Kill, who is awesome, don't get me wrong, and give Tua the fastest pair of receivers in league history, give Tua, who I think is a brilliant offensive mind in Mike McDaniel, can we then scotch tape this thing together? And the answer was for about three months. And now, as those answers to the tests are getting harder and harder, and it is not as much of a paint-by-numbers offense as teams start to figure things out, we are seeing that Tua is not up to the challenge. And it is so unbelievable to me that in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, hell, throw in Lamar Jackson when he's healthy and possibly Deshaun Watson if if this is all just about rust as opposed to he's in a different phase of his career. That's seven quarterbacks. And a conference, by the way, that's about to have Bryce Young, number one pick of the draft. That people really pretended, oh, yeah, Tua can, yeah, he can compete with those guys. He can go on the road and win multiple playoff games. The Dolphins are a real, no, they're not. And there was a, it turned really ugly with the Tuanon folks pretending he was reinventing the quarterback position. Oh, you guys don't understand how he moves defenses with his eyes. Yes, we we do. Oh, you guys, he's doing the the same stuff Mahomes did with Tyreek Hill. You guys weren't taking anything away from Mahomes. Yeah, because Mahomes is the most talented player any of us have ever seen. And Tua's Tua. And listen, I want the kid to succeed, and I hate doing this because he is so nice and he has overcome some adversity. But the Dolphins have a clear ceiling, and the ceiling is because of their quarterback. And it is baffling to me how many otherwise smart folks pretended like, nope, that guy's awesome. Nope, I would rather have him than Justin Herbert. Nope, I would rather have him than Trevor Lawrence. Yep, he can compete with Joe Burrow. He can compete with Patrick Mahomes. Give me a break. We got stinking about 10 minutes. Quickly, before we get to that, I want to go to the Cowboys-Eagles game, if we have a moment here. The Cowboys right now, their fans... Cowboys fans are an odd group in this regard. They seem to vacillate between totally unearned arrogance and totally overwrought despair based on the previous week's result. But I think the Cowboys, for much of my adult life, have been one of the more overrated, over-discussed teams in football. And then over the last month, I think they've become slightly underrated. I think right now, Dallas should feel like if we're the five seed and we take care of business against a limping Bucs team and our second playoff game is in Philadelphia 
an Eagles team that just lost Lane Johnson, that might have lost Avante Maddox. I think they did lose Avante Maddox, who we just hung 40 points on. They beat us when we didn't have our quarterback. We beat them when they didn't have their quarterback. But their quarterback doesn't play defense, and we scored 40. We can go there and win. And for Dak Prescott, who almost blew the Texans game, and then that 98-yard drive was something, did blow the Jags game. And then for him to start this game off with a pick six and then respond with maybe the signature win of his career in that spot after throwing that interception, completing that third and 30, 10 points down against your divisional rival, against a defense that, by the way, still got to him, sacked him a half dozen times. This could be... The fork in the road of Dak's career. Is he going to take advantage of the fact that the NFC potential playoff teams, their quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, who's 0-1 in the playoffs and is an injured throwing shoulder, Kirk Cousins, who has one playoff win, Brock Purdy, who's a seventh-round rookie, Tom Brady, who's got 35 playoff wins but is 45 years old, Daniel Jones, who's never played in the playoffs, Taylor Heineke, who's never played in the playoffs, uh, Geno Smith, who's never played in the playoffs, as the, and I guess potentially maybe Aaron Rodgers, but you wouldn't be playing Aaron Rodgers because you're both wild-card teams, so you don't even have to worry about him unless somehow you were both get to the conference championship. Game. And then there's Dak Prescott, 29 years old, healthy, with his weapons, with his running game, with Tyron Smith back, with a defense that we saw at some points this season look like a dominant defense regressed somewhat. If he can take advantage of this moment and get the Cowboys the first conference title game since I was in fifth grade, then he can go into next year and saying all the good young quarterbacks are over there in the AFC. In the NFC, it's just me. Rodgers on the downslope. Brady's on the is clearly on the downslope. We'll see what Jalen looks like next year. Or Dak and the Cowboys flame out in the playoffs once again, maybe lose in Tampa, and you're like, okay, fool's gold once again. It's a it's a crazy moment right now for the Cowboys in which branch of the road they end up going down. But if you're a Cowboys fan, hanging 40 on that Eagles team, don't care that Jalen wasn't there. That's got nothing to do with you guys scoring 40. Dak coming back from that pick six, coming back from double digits down in that game, that's got to make you feel about as optimistic about your chances of going on a real playoff run since Dak's rookie year when you had the best team in football and Aaron Rodgers got you. Mark Schlereth joins us next. Nick Wright for Colin on the Hurt. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Welcome back in. Nick Wright in for Colin on The Herd. We are joined now... By three-time Super Bowl champion. You know, I think that first Super Bowl stink one sometimes gets forgotten about. They won it with Washington. Then he won a couple with the Broncos. Oh, back when the Broncos could compete for things. Back when they always <laughs> beat my Chiefs. And now how the tables have turned. So let's start right there, Stink. Uh, the Broncos just fired their head coach. That should fix everything, right? We'll be back to contention immediately. What's your take on it? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they have been – They've been uh, – it's just been an embarrassment. Uh, the Christmas Day game was an embarrassment. Um, but you're going to have to figure out Russell Wilson, right? It, like, one, you've made – you've acquiesced and you've made concessions to Russell Wilson, to Russell Wilson's people, what you're going to do, what you're going to allow. So I think there's part of part of me that says you've got to have somebody in here who's strong enough to say, you know, the what Pete Carroll said all those years. And I think, <laughs> I think Pete Carroll – you know, I think Pete Carroll's a guy that took a lot of heat um, basically had to just listen to all the garbage about, well, let Russ cook, and you're not opening things up enough. And Pete Carroll knew what he had in Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, you know, when he's on the move and, and scrambling around and throwing the deep ball, he has been exceptional. But I just don't think, uh, watching him all season long and watching all his plays, that he can operate an offense. Um, I just don't think he does a good job operating a, a you know operating a system so you're gonna have to get a coach in here who understands exactly who Russell Wilson is and has the authority uh, and I don't think Nathaniel Hackett I don't think it was ever fair I don't think he ever had truly the authority to coach the, the player I think the player had the majority of the authority so um, you know they're gonna have to get somebody who's very strong-willed strong-minded and basically can say this is what we're gonna do uh, this is who you are this is how I see you and this is the way we're going to run our offense. And if you don't like it, you know, this is this is a, this is not a dictatorship. It's a democracy. So I'm going to give you the chance. If you don't like it, you can sit down, um, you know, and, and that's your choice. You can either sit your ass on the bench or uh, you can play my style of football. Stink. And that's how we're going to win here. Stink, just real quick, stay here for just one moment. I Listen, I, going into the year, I was one of the most skeptical people about Russ with the Broncos. And even I could never have imagined it was going to go like this. Like, I thought they were going to be disappointing in that they were going to win eight or nine games. I thought Russ was going to be slightly overpaid in that he was going to be, you know, like the 12th best quarterback when they're paying him to be a top five quarterback. I never, I'm not going to act like I saw, no, he'll be the worst quarterback in football. So my question to you is, how does that happen? Because last year with Seattle, he wasn't great, but he was fine. And the numbers are actually better than the, the film was. How does it all of a sudden get this bad for a player that didn't suffer some catastrophic injury? Yeah, it is. It's interesting. I mean, having been here and having watched this debacle uh, all season long, I think there's a couple of things that I look at, Nick, is I think one, um, you know, I, I believe that Russell Wilson feels like I could be, become this pocket, elite pocket presence guy. And um, frankly, he just can't. Um, you know, has not, he has not operated from the pocket. He has not, you know, he has not thrown the ball efficiently from the pocket. He has not gotten it out of his hands. And I always thought that it was, you know, he turns down the completion for, you know, wants something better and wants to go over the top. But I, I truly think that he has a tough time operating the system. Um, and, you know, he still has yep. plenty of arm talent. So when he gets a, 
individual route. Like we always talk about, you know, route combinations. You have a front side three man combination, and on the back you have an X individual route with your your weak side wide receiver. So you're running X slant, X comeback, X go, X whatever. And if he's just sight throwing, right? You're like one on one with that dude. There's no question he can throw that football. But I just think when it comes to reading the defense and going from one to two to three, I just don't think that's I don't think that's something he's yep. performed very well at. And I think he was I think part of that was in Seattle. Um, they knew that and they operated that way. Yep. And think about this: two years ago, twenty twenty season, he threw forty touchdowns versus thirteen interceptions, and they let the offensive coordinator go after that year. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, we just threw forty touchdowns and thirteen interceptions. And we've got to let our offensive coordinator go well, because that, that's and not that was, good enough. Right. And that was when – it was right after that season was when he was in the booth with Goodell at the Super Bowl yes. and talking about, you know, I, I want to be in these games. And then there was the Dan Patrick interview when it was like, wait, Russell Wilson wants to be traded. The whole thing at, coming off what should have been a great year. All right, let's – I want to talk Cowboys for a second here with you. Yeah. I was wildly impressed by Dak Prescott yesterday. He, he almost gave away the Texans game, pulled it out of the fire. Did give away the Jags game. And then to start yesterday's game with a pick six and to be down 10 nothing basically immediately and to rally and to do that to that Philly defense, to me, I if I'm a Cowboys player today, I'm like, oh, we can beat them in the playoffs if we face them even in Philadelphia. What was your takeaway on the Cowboys and Dak's performance yesterday? Yeah, I've always been a Dak supporter. I've always thought that Dak was, you know, was like this old soul, but really good uh, quarterback and, and, you know, and really good at orchestrating an offense. And he proved that he could do that. Now, that's a Philadelphia defense who has two elite corners. They can rush the passer. They've got some, I mean, they've got some players at all three levels of their defense. And, this is a Dallas offense where we've always talked about, well, if they can't run the ball, you know, that's a, that's a problem. And they averaged about, I mean, just about three yards per carry between Pollard and uh, Elliott and still, you know, relied the entire day on, on Dak Prescott performing. And Dak Prescott did. I mean, there's no question. And even bouncing back, like I heard you talk about throwing the pick and then even bouncing back off of that. I thought he was elite. Uh, in that game against a defense that I know all three levels, they've got great players, not good players, but great players. So, yeah, I think you got to come out of that feeling pretty good if you're the Dallas Cowboys or if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. All right, I think most people in the NFC look at the Niners and the Eagles as the two best teams with Dallas lurking. And then there's the 12-3 and Vikings that no one believes in. You called that game. Once again, I don't know how they do it, and I've never seen anything like it. They've played 11 close games. They've won all 11 games. Having Calling that game, seeing them up close and personal, where are you at on the Vikings and potential contenders right now? Yeah, well, I, I will tell you this, Nick. They're as talented as just about anybody. They've got the best wide receiver in football. They can run the ball. They've got a complimentary. I mean, all three wide receivers between Thielen, between K.J. Osborne, and between, obviously, Justin Jefferson, they're as good as it gets. They've got an elite-level tight end in Hawkinson. Um, they're, they're a really good football team. Defensively, they've got great players. They really do. Uh, ultimately, though, they, they just can't find a way to put four quarters together. They can't find a way to just dominate a football game through four, you know, throw through four quarters. But I, I will tell you this. The one thing that blows me away about the Minnesota Vikings is in crunch time, both defensively and offensively, when they need to make a play, they find a way to make a play. And, you know, it, it happened It happened yesterday or, or the day before yesterday. It was uh, special teams. What do we need? Block punt? Okay, we give you a block punt. There we go. Oh, hey, yeah. what do you need? You know, a, a return? Okay, we'll give you a return. Oh, what do you need? Uh, you know, a uh, Hey, hey, it's third down and ten in the red zone, and we got to score a touchdown. We're going to double team. We're going to double team our guy in Justin Jefferson. You know they're going there, right? They've got a like a uh, uh, they've got a uh, cover two man. So you got man yeah. underneath and trail and a safety over the top, and they fit the ball right between the two, and he scores a touchdown. Oh, we need a sixty-one yard field goal. Okay, we can do that at the end of a game. Like when they have when they have to make a play, they've been able to make a play more often than not. 
All right, I got two quick ones for you to go. One is you heard the beginning of the hour when I said I thought the Packers made a mistake by not get, letting Jordan Love have this last month of the season. You didn't, tell, you didn't explain it in full, but in the break you said you think I'm missing something on the Packers. What am I missing? I think they've already made the decision. They're, this is it for Rodgers. I think they've already made the decision wow. that, that, that Jordan Love can play and he, he's going to get an opportunity next year. I, I did, my, my gut just tells me, and I don't know, like I have met with him. I did a, I did a Chicago, I did a Packers uh, Chicago game. And I just, I just felt like, you know, I just felt like they, they, they feel really good about where Jordan Love is, that he has made a huge leap as far as the way he practices, the way he operates, his knowledge of the game. Um, and I, I just feel like they've already made that decision that they're going to, they're going to find a way out of that contract. I think they've already got some uh, clauses in that thing and that Aaron Rodgers will be playing somewhere else next year. All right, last one. I've never seen in my life watching football, but your life's a little bit longer than mine. You've been around the league a little bit longer. A dirty quarterback. But I think Mac Jones is crossing that Rubicon. I, what's your take on Mac having a, a mini highlight reel of dirty plays when he plays a position where it's almost impossible to have the opportunity to have dirty plays. Right. Yeah, the uh, the block on the interception return was behind the play was ridiculous. Now, here's the problem with the league. Um, in my day, there would be some frontier justice, and it had been committed by the next team that plays Mac. Uh, they're like, oh, really? That's yeah. how you're going to play this game? Go for the knees on a on an interception return. Yeah, we got something for you, Mac. And uh, that would have been, you know, it just would have been standard operating procedure. Uh, and I miss that part of football, frankly, because I think uh, well, I think that part of football is uh, you need to have a little bit of that fear. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Mac would have been dealt with uh, <laughs> from from the rest of the, the players problem, in the thing. league. Yeah. For the next team they play, they don't want Mac knocked out of the game. Then they have to face Zappy. So they're like, no, we can't right. knock him out of the game. Like, we want you in there playing quarterback for the Patriots. All right, Stink, you're the best. You can hear and see, Mark, I should say, this weekend, Browns-Commanders, a game with real playoff implications, particularly for the Commanders, and it impacts yeah. the Packers and the Lions and everybody. Sunday, 1 o'clock on Fox. Happy holidays. Give my best to your wonderful family. Love you, Stink. Talk to you soon, my friend. Love you too, brother, and you as well. Give your best to my, uh, give my best to your family as well, man. Good to talk to you, buddy. Of course. There's my good friend Mark Schlereth. Here's my other good friend Jason McIntyre with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Start with some NBA. Uh, big bomb dropped by my guy Wojnarowski. James Harden can hit free agency next summer and is reportedly considering a move back to Houston. Apparently. Harden and his team have been openly weighing that option in recent months. It's kind of an interesting take given that Harden did request a deal out of Houston two years ago. The Rockets are the biggest dumpster fire in the West, 9-23, and worst record. They got a super young team with Jalen Green in the backcourt, Kevin yeah. Porter. And, oh, by the way, James Harden turns 34 before next season. He's starting to wear down. He's not the MVP he was back in his Houston days. This feels to me kind of like a negotiating ploy to get as much money as possible out of Philadelphia. But uh, James Harden back in Houston, it's very odd. interesting take. It's weird. He took less money to stay in Philly, and the idea was, you know, that he loves Maury. He had the relationship with the previous owner, Michael Rubin of Fanatics, and it was, hey, Harden and Embiid, can they win a title? And by the way, Philly looks good the last month of basketball, well, 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 let's not despite say good. the they injuries. Look, they look okay. Let's not say good. I mean, what haven't they won like seven in a row? Am I, am I tripping? Like let's a second-tier team in the East after Boston and Milwaukee. We'd agree on that, right? Well, I, listen, I think Boston and Milwaukee are the two best teams, and then Philly, Cleveland, and Brooklyn yeah. are all kind of jostling in that next spot. But Milwaukee's scuttling right now without Middleton. My point, I think Harden's looks good this year. It's He's an odd duck, though, man. Like, because he didn't just ask out of Houston. 
if you remember, he was flouting the COVID protocol. He was at the strip club. He came in overweight. He quit on the team, then instantly went to Brooklyn and was unbelievable in that first year in Brooklyn until he got hurt. It's a weird spot. This was a weird story. And by the way, Houston, I don't mind their core. You got Green, you mentioned Porter Jr., Shingoon, and then they are clearly all in on Winbanyama. Yeah. I will tell you, Winbanyama went there, Harden adding it to it, that's an interesting team. All right, what else we got? Yeah, well, the interesting part on Harden, though, is this is a guy you mentioned the strip clubs. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, like, yeah. not wanting to play, asking out. He's done that before, yeah. not showing up. Like, that's Harden's yeah. M.O. In, in his career. I don't remember the best playoff moment he's had in his life. I don't see That's it coming correct. in Philly. We'll, we'll see what happens in Houston. Next up is, uh, you know, final game of Week 16 tonight, Colts-Chargers. Hopefully it's better than that total disaster last night. I mean, that Bucks game was unwatchable. Indy is starting Nick Foles, big leap from the practice squad. Um, we can't mention his ne- nickname here on TV, no. but you remember that run in Philly. Nick Foles has some fans out there. Chargers looking for a win. They can clinch a playoff berth. I'm facing Justin Herbert in the fantasy football playoff, so I'm not rooting for Herbert need the Chargers to get the W, obviously, because we do want to see Justin Herbert in the postseason. Line, according to Fox Bet, three and a half. I would just say wait for a three if you can get it. Uh, some maybe some dumb money comes in on the Colts as people are gonna want to continue to bet this team. Sure. Just Saturday, a terrible coach, but Brandon Staley's not terrible. great. I'm rooting Chargers here. I like Staley. Here's the thing: I think we're the Chargers are gonna surge into the five seed in the AFC. And I think is it the I think the Ravens will lose once, and I think the Chargers are going to end up being the top wild card. And I think that is going to set up Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence in round one of the playoffs in Jacksonville, which actually is a potentially great quarterbacking matchup. I agree with you on the as far as the gambling advice uh, for this football game. Three and a half. I, I, if you end up having to lay four, so be it. If it moves a half point against you, but I mean it's definitely worthwhile to wait to see if you can get it down to three. It is the Colts have been outscored. I believe it is 83 to nine in the fourth quarters under Jeff Saturday. It's been a disaster. I do think though they have a chance that this is the best quarterback they've had play all year. Matt Ryan is clearly done, and Ellinger's not an NFL player at the moment, so we can see what Nick Foles has left in the tank. I forgot he was on the team when they started Ellinger. It seems like that would have been the obvious option, but they didn't go with it. I don't know if you uh, saw the injury news to the Bengals. I'm just going to point this out. Lyle Collins out for the season. When the Chargers get in the playoffs, if they face Cincinnati in round one, oh, I would love that matchup for the Chargers with Bosa and Mack coming off the edges. And oh, by the way, Herbert is better than Joe Burrow. Final story. You had to slide okay. that in, Nick. Okay. Just for uh, you know who. Uh, we, uh, I like what was oh, that was the final story. On. We're done. Yeah. yeah. There's Jason with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. My the guy Joe Burrow can't news. get any respect. He just can't get any respect. He, he. It's so weird. Josh Allen got more respect for losing to Mahomes than Burrow got for beating Mahomes in the playoffs. It's bizarre. All right, I still I do want to get to uh, I, I do want to get to the NBA yesterday briefly at least. What's happening in Los Angeles is a crime against basketball history. And we will discuss it next. Nick Ryan for Colin on the Hurt. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Welcome back in. It is Nick Wright in for Colin on the Herd. Going to get to LeBron in a couple minutes. Get to the Cowboys at the top of the next hour. Right now, though, I just want to spend a couple minutes on the Eagles. I now Listen, my history with Eagles fans is a little tortured because right when I got on TV, this is the 2017 season, doing first things first, back when we were on in the morning, and Carson Wentz went down. And I had what I thought was a pretty sensible take, which was everyone sold me all year, Carson Wentz, league MVP. He's now done for the season. You lost league MVP at quarterback. You're not going to win the Super Bowl. And then they, of course, did go on to win the Super Bowl. And I actually went to the NFC Championship game between them and the Vikings. And Eagles fans started a bleep Nick Wright chant uh, when they saw me because I, I was watching it from the Vikings box because, of course, my former co-host Chris Carter is a Vikings legend. So that didn't go great. Then the day of the parade, the Eagles put out on social media all my wrong Eagles predictions. So ever since then, Eagles fans have thought I have hated them. But I didn't hate them. I was just wrong about the 2017 Eagles. And then this year came along, and the Eagles were the last undefeated team, and I showed skepticism about them. And then Jalen was an alleged MVP candidate, and I said, come on. We all know Mahomes the MVP. Jalen's had a great year, but he's not league MVP. There's 1,696 players in the league. MVP is not for a guy who had a great year. It's for the best player in the league who had the best season. Check, check, Mahomes. So now, once again, Eagles fans think I hate him. And Eagles fans are not folks you want to have hating you. They're a fiery bunch. So now I'm in a bit of a pickle. Because I watched the Eagles yesterday, and I say, I'd be pretty nervous if I were them. So yesterday, the Philadelphia Eagles forced a turnover on one of the very first plays of the game. They converted into points. Their backup quarterback, you know, they scored 27 on offense, 34 overall. They sacked Dak a half dozen times, 
and they still lost and allowed 40. And you can't put it on Minshew. I understand Minshew had the three turnovers, but he, he didn't play poorly. Two of those turnovers were just terrible luck or great plays by Dallas. The handoff, the fumble on the handoff is bad luck. The second pick is a great, was a great play by the Cowboy who made the interception. Minshew was fine. And I don't think that game goes a hell of a lot different. Maybe it does with Jalen. Pardon me. But maybe the first game goes different if Dak's playing instead of Cooper Rush. The reason I'd be nervous right now if I'm Philly is it's not just that your quarterback's hurt. And it's not just that you lost Avante Maddox yesterday and now when Chauncey Gardner-Johnson comes back, he might have to switch to uh, nickel corner. It's also that Lane Johnson, who's been the best player on your team arguably since the Super Bowl, He's now out at least for the rest of the regular season. And you're going to be in this position because you are going to be the one seed, which is obviously good, but you're going to, are you going to play guys in week 18? Are you going to sit guys? Because if you win this weekend, you lock up the one seed. Are you going to sit guys in week 18? And then so then Jalen potentially is going to go more than a month without playing. And then you have the bye. And then in round two, you're likely playing this Cowboys team that just scored 40 on you. Or if, if somehow the Bucks win, I understand the Bucs are a super flawed team, but if you play them in round two, it A, means they made the playoffs, B, means they won a playoff game, and C, they're the team that annihilated you in the playoffs last year. So right now, and I know Philly fans don't want to hear it, I think it's more likely Philly is a one-seed, one-and-done, a la the Titans last year or the Ravens a couple years ago, than they are the NFC Super Bowl representative. The Jalen Hurts injury worries me. The Lane Johnson injury is devastating for them. The defense is getting more and more banged up. And as good as they are at getting to the passer and forcing turnovers, that secondary can get got over the top. That's been a problem for them throughout the year, that when they're not, getting the quarterback on the ground or picking the ball off, they can be gotten over the top. I'd be real nervous if I were an Eagles fan. I wouldn't be nervous if I were a Lakers fan. I would just be beyond annoyed. So yesterday, of course, they collapse in the third quarter. The Mavs score 51 in the third quarter. And LeBron... His seventh straight 30-plus point game, 38-6-5, another marvelous Christmas Day performance by LeBron, not close to enough as the Mavs run away and hide in the second half of this game. And we, as a media, have just almost all decided we are just going to stop being in awe of what LeBron is doing. Uh, the, the record for consecutive 30-point games by a 37-year-old player was Wizards' Michael Jordan at four. LeBron's now done it seven times in a row, but that's not really the noteworthy part. The noteworthy part is we part of the legend of Michael Jordan is, and he was so old with the Wizards, and he still averaged 22 a night that first year on 41%, and 20 a game the next year. Meanwhile, LeBron turns 38 on Friday, and he's still clearly one of the 10 best players in the league. And somehow, once again, he is in a position in year 20 – when, even without Anthony Davis, when he's on the court, his team's awesome. And the moment he goes to the bench, they fall apart. We can show you the last seven games. What the Lake, It's not just what LeBron has done, but what, and I think we can, yeah, there's the full screen. 33-6-7 on 58% shooting. But look at that bottom line. The Lakers are plus 54 when he's on the court and then minus 60 when he's off the court. And so once again, the, you know, much like it was with the Cavs in 2018 or, hell, the Cavs in 2015 or the Cavs his first time around or the Lakers his first year there before AD got there, the team cannot sustain minutes without him. And now Jovan Buha is reporting that because the team's not that good, the front office doesn't want to trade for pieces that might make them better. It is, you have, 
you built a team that can't survive the inevitable Anthony Davis injury, even with LeBron playing far and away the best any player has ever come close to playing at this point in his career. And now, because you built such a bad team, you're using that as an excuse to not try to give this team a puncher's chance that, all right, if the playoffs started and Anthony Davis were healthy, if we were to get in, which they're going to need to make a move to be able to survive the next six weeks or however long it is without Andy Davis. I know there was some reporting maybe we'll be back in two weeks. Whatever it is, they need to make a move to be able to claw their way back into the playoffs. If you were to get there and Anthony Davis were to be healthy for the playoffs, he was playing the best basketball of his life. LeBron is still somehow ageless, and while he's no longer the best player or even a top five player in the league, he's clearly a top ten player. But nope. We're fine with the, a roster where our fourth best player is Austin Reeves and our fifth best player is Lonnie Walker and where briefly Matt Ryan was getting real minutes even though he's not an NBA player because uh, we don't want to sacrifice you know, a seventh grader to be named later in the form of a 2029 first-round pick. It's just insane. We just watched LeBron hang 38-6-5 on Christmas Day and the Lakers can't compete despite it. It's maddening. Why Cowboys fans should be ecstatic next. Nick Ryan for Colin on the Hurt. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 